Hi, I'm Lori, and I want to welcome you to the Awakening Moments podcast. And I'm Rhonda. Lori and I are pastors here in Ottawa, Canada, and we're both wives, moms, and most importantly, daughters and servants of God. And it's our hope and prayer that you would have awakening moments with us as we wrestle through the hard things in life. Lori and I love that we can share our lives with you, so grab your tea or coffee and let's awaken our hearts together. Hi, Rhonda. Hi, Laura. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I am doing good. So I heard you got some renovations going on in the house. Yeah, we're painting. It's been 10 years since we've painted our house when we first moved in. Okay. And, you know, when we moved in, brown was in. Yeah. Oh, totally. So my whole house has been brown. Okay. And I just got to the end where I was like, I, I cannot look at brown. Like a dark darker brown feature yeah, like wall a deep, yeah yeah and then like kind of like a taupey brown lighter on the sides okay when feature Kay. walls like oh, really yes. were in to go quite yes. dark i mean they're still in but brown yeah i mean it was yeah no i remember that. that was like a huge color I all mean, the browns was beautiful yeah like yeah. i remember when you did it it was so so be- i mean your house is beautiful but yeah no, but it, it's time, 10 years. And even our, I was just looking at our baseboards, our yeah. doors, having children. And so they, how, how's you know, it going? Is it, is it? It's, it's good. I mean, I picked a paint. I put a swatch. We actually bought the sample. Okay. We painted it all over the house, just yeah. making sure because yeah. we're literally doing the entire house except right. for our bedrooms. Right. Like the entire house. Right. And so I'm like, I better love this. And it's got to kind of, you've got to like it in all different colors, like rooms and shade. Like yeah. it changes as it moves it to does. the house, yeah, yeah. right? Different, different areas of your house, yeah. So we have massive, like our main room is massive ceilings, like what, right. 23 feet you cathedral. Have like cathedral yeah. ceiling, yeah. And so we have an amazing painter, a friend of ours who came in and I was out and I came back after he had painted the main room, which is the hardest room. And I walk in the room and Jay's, I think, he, he, I don't know what he was doing in the kitchen. He turns around, he just looks at my face and I could immediately see beads of sweat. Because I was like, uh, I think I like it. Oh no. Oh, I don't no. know if I like it. Oh, oh no. And I just could see Jay's sheer panic. Like, Rhonda, we've bought like <sighs> seven gallons of paint. We cannot change the color. He just spent a whole day in one small like small area to get all the cathedral ceilings and all that yeah and i'm like thinking do i run out tomorrow morning he was coming the next day immediately i'm going through every scenario oh my gosh it's it's like 3 30 and i'm thinking the paint store closes at 4 30 or 5 do i run out now and maybe get a lighter paint maybe it's too yellow i feel like it was a little too yellow so anyways i had a bit of a a total panic and i i just was like you know what i'm just gonna stop it and settle down and then at nighttime, I really loved the color again. But yes, it was just when the sun was yes, setting. Yeah. We get, we have so many windows. Yeah. My whole back room is yellow anyway. It's all sun. But just, I was so worried the cream would go yellow because it is a yellow cream and I didn't want my house to look yellow. Right. Cream is hard. I, I don't is. know. I think every color is hard to find. I know. It is. Have you had difficulty picking paint in the past? Oh, I do the same thing. Oh. I do the same thing. Like it's really, really challenging to find the right colors. And I find that I tend to go dark. I tend to choose a darker color on a swatch. But then when I get it up on the wall... 
I wish I would have gone lighter because for some reason, once you put it on the wall, oh, even yeah. a light color seems dark, seems like has this contrast. I think the other hard part about paint though, is that when you put it up over top of the old color, you can't really even that contrast, right? With yes. the old color on other walls. Yes. You can't really see what it's really going to look like. Right? I know. I know. But anyways, I'm sure it looks so beautiful and it's it, going to be fresh. Well, it's going to be fresh. Yeah. And I have a cream kitchen. We've decided yeah. not to run our kitchen. Okay. We are going to do our cupboards. We decide, you know what? They're beautiful. Yeah. Why are we spending? Right. Let's just revamp it and pull in more creams oh, and whites. Be beautiful. Laura, oh, it's I, hard, I think though. it's the right color. Yeah, <laughs> like, well, like, it's, ah, it's going up. It's, it's going it is, up. It is what it is. It's not brown. So one, there time, we go. one time in, in one of our houses, we <laughs> we bought this color and it went up on the, uh, it's probably in this, a similar time, right? It's kind of the topies and yeah. we put it up on the wall and I instantly despised it. <laughs> Like with like every oh, no. fiber in my being and we'd bought in all the paint too and like a whole <laughs> wall was painted and I was like, every time I look at it, I actually feel sick to my stomach. It's so gross. It looks like, looked like disgusting, like foundation on someone's <laughs> face. I was, it looked like it came out of like a cover girl foundation bottle <laughs> like, I am and not I was on my wall and I'm like, no, I'm sorry. And Jay was like, this is not reasonable. And I'm like, I, I can't we can't i can't look at this every no. day we like, can't I'm just keep, keep going i'm we can't. sorry like we need to eat the whatever 150 dollars we spend on paint and you know i was like no it's I 150 can't. bucks or i complain and i am like grossed out every day like you gotta pick it's gonna it's not gonna be good either way <laughs> oh man but yeah oh. but oh like have you done some hilarious colors okay. over the years? Hilarious. There was a time. I, okay, I'm thinking of my first house. Well, my first house was, was 20 years ago. Yeah, yeah. So 25 years ago, 25. <laughs> we just had our 25th anniversary. <laughs> my it, wallpaper was really, really cool. Like half, um, half walls <laughs> of wallpaper, you know, and you paint on yes. the top and you put a border in the middle. Yes. That was really fun. <laughs> and my colors were burgundy and hunter green. And like, I loved my house. Like, I cannot even tell you how beautiful I thought it was. I had a floral burgundy couch. Do you remember my floral burgundy couch? Lori, you lived in that house with me. Lori, that I was the house you full lived in. on remember. And I saw one recently. It might have been Ikea, a slipcover. A, a floral burgundy? A floral burgundy. Because that forest green is back it's revamped back. it's come back oh my gosh. and burgundies have kind of come back really? right think I mean, of these I colors love that palette i love that palette i don't Kay. know if i put it in my house now but but laura it was a floral couch and i actually said to jay this is Lori's old couch <laughs> i remember that couch oh. and i remember how like we thought your house was oh. and you had that pinky whitewashed furniture too what was it called yes washed oak washed oak. it was like a white wood sort of like a creamy white wood oh i thought oh i just thought it was spectacular yeah like i remember how your house was bougie like for all of us we were like Lori has like the oh nicest house i was just goodness. coming to university and yeah. i could not believe you had a furnished house like this yeah it was beautiful at yeah. the time isn't that hilarious oh, now yeah. it's hilarious yeah but it's coming back Lori. and the yeah. puffy i remember the puffy curtains yes yes what were those what it, called valances yeah valances oh gosh that kind of matched your couch so if you had oh a floral couch you would put the floral okay so i, I remember swags are coming back have i seen that 
I like think dried you, flower snacks. I, I yeah. think that's like, can, do you remember those? You'd put them over like a door frame. Wait, I got one for my wedding and it was like my main feature in my house. It was this big dried stick swag. thing with like fake, like dead flowers on swags. it. Swags. Gosh, they are. It's it's really weird how everything's coming back. So weird. Okay, well, I would say our first house was 20 years ago. Okay. And a show had come up, Trading Spaces. Do you remember that? Was that 20 years yes. now? Yes. <gasps> oh, gotta be. Yeah, 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 Right, yeah. okay. We did our house. So I was obsessed with this show where people would go in, if anyone hasn't seen it, they would, like neighbors would swap and they would literally trade spaces and design Reno, for their neighbor rental their, their and, neighbor's house yeah without their neighbor knowing like you would literally make all the, which is that's quite something oh, yeah. oh, <laughs> i yeah. mean if there were certain people i knew could really you've design be, i'd be like you've got to really be not controlling to do that yeah and really trust so you would design each other's house without asking like do whatever color with designers and but i mean back then it was pretty wild colors, like yeah. crazy. Yeah. So I remember one day I made, I had this brilliant idea that we were going to do our basement in pretty much six shades of blue, like a checkerboard. Oh my gosh. I remember that. Do you, do you remember that in the basement? I remember that. Yes. A feature wall like that. Yeah. So we did like kind of like a periwinkle blue all around the basement walls. And then our feature wall, we did like six shades from periwinkle to navy squares big squares like a like a checkerboard yes. like a chessboard whatever i don't even yes. know and then i matched all the pillows with oh all the blues oh my god so fun though yeah it was we thought oh my it was i remember it because march madness was on like that's a big basketball tournament okay and jay spent the entire week painting painting these squares and we just thought like we should be on training spaces like we we've got something here we are incredible designers now i look back i'm like what were we thinking oh my gosh i think during that during that time that's probably like five years well yeah you said 20 years so five years later or whatever we needed to update the uh the burgundy and the green and uh, we did hot pink. Do you remember our hot pink couches? I totally They were like remember. Ikea couches with the hot pink slip cover <laughs> and like a lime green contrast. <laughs> oh my God. Like a lime bright. Like doing. Like I'm, pr- I think we might've painted a wall. Lime green? I think you did in your front entrance. I think you might've had one wall in your front like, entrance. Uh, like a feature wall and I then so. hot pink couches. <laughs> like, whoa. <laughs> I, so funny crazy i know and our yeah, basement was yeah. different like in that time when you talk about hot pink and, and green our basement was blue our main level was like yellow and our top was red <laughs> we called it the skittle house like we we had every oh color my gosh. Oh my every gosh. color yeah it wasn't yeah. like there was supposed to be a real flow through your house it was oh. kind of like every room was a standalone funny eh really funny and oh. now i've gotten so boring I'm yeah. just like everything no, neutral. neutral. I know, I know. Neutral. I'll just do my pillows, pillows or like, yeah, yeah. same. Oh, same <gasps> for Isn't sure. Funny? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Our, when we, uh, in that, in that first house, the burgundy and, uh, and green house, we painted our bedroom. We wanted to do, um, our entire bedroom, the whole bedroom, navy blue, but we weren't very good painters then. <laughs> and so we put it on and second coat, third coat, like navy blue, I guess, is super hard to, to paint. Like it doesn't, I don't know, or maybe the maybe it was a paint. I don't know. Anyways, we couldn't get it to be solid. Like we just couldn't get it. And so we lived with our bedroom because your be- no one sees your bedroom with this terrible, terrible paint job where you could actually see the wall through 
could see all the paint lines oh because we no. couldn't get the navy to like take deep enough and we couldn't put enough coats of it on oh jay finally my. gave up he was the painter in the house and he's like <laughs> i not that's it this that's is it. this is the best we can do and yeah, we're done <laughs> it was so we realized okay the dark colors are probably not the best but paint is it's a challenge challenge. i know last story too like so funny i remember my parents were moving to ottawa okay this would be now yeah around like 11 years ago 12 years ago now and my mom had stayed back and my dad had come up a couple weeks early to get the house ready to paint it the house was disgusting paint it was like no joke i think the walls were something like uh like a movie brown like a purple brown okay and the carpets were like a purplish color it was the weirdest with brown accents it was the weirdest colors okay so my dad was like we've got to paint this house and get the carpet done so when my mom came so sweet yeah he had it all kind of ready for her to move in so he's painting away and i get this call and he's like Rhonda, get over here i'm like okay my mom had picked this paint i hope she's okay for me sharing this but it was like a, a weird it almost looked like must, like a yellow mustard. Like once again, on the swatch, it looked like more like a golden yellow because my mom's colors that she yeah. loves yellow and navy. Yeah. And, all. and it was, I remember my dad, he's like, what am I going to do? So we went, we put some more white in the paint and my dad put it up and it's still the same color they have now and they still love it. Oh, funny. But the panic, like my dad's, it was actually like he's doing the brushes. He's like, there's something really not right. It was such a weird yellow like i actually went in the house and i looked i was like oh my you cannot keep painting this like it was so ugly it was like a brassy yellow but like a little bit like like you're too dark too dark like yucky like you're saying foundation that kind of a feeling like you're like this just doesn't make me feel nice when i look at what is that about colors that actually give you a feeling yeah I, so yeah. weird eh? i know and they put they they dumped they actually put in a ton of white okay into the paint okay and it became a light the perfect color for oh, my mom like so the nice. perfect perfect color it's still the same she hasn't even repainted oh, it it's so beautiful love but that. anyways That's paint funny. colors i know so everyone be thinking of me yes. we're we have three more weekends of painting oh, oh wow oh my it's goodness. a big job we're painting yeah. all the trims yeah, the doors the, yeah inside the windows yeah, yeah that's great it's that's amazing. so good Anyways, oh yeah. i can't wait to see it it'll be beautiful yeah thanks Laura. good all right well, well so okay what a crazy time we're in crazy it's a crazy time it is a crazy time you know i've kind of been reflecting over this last season about all the things that god has been speaking to us just even for the last like year right and almost how and i mean god works like this every single time and it's so funny that i don't actually see it coming when it's coming or maybe i do but i don't realize it but it's like in a season where he begins to speak and there's like words and really profound moments. It's often a season of preparation. It's often mm. the words he's giving you, the um, direction. It's to prepare you for something that is to come. Never in a million years could we have imagined or predicted what the last six, seven months would have been for our entire world, right? Mm -hmm. Living through pandemic and just the entire world has changed. And then even now socially and like the culture, like it's just changing so fast. It feels like the rules of the game of life are switching under our feet, eh? Absolutely. Like it just feels like such a crazy time. And I, you know, remember um, going through towards the end of 2019, and God just 
doing some beautiful, beautiful work in my heart and leading me through such a precious and powerful time with him um, to, you know, turning into 2020. Um, God gave me such an anchoring word about the way of love, which we had shared on the podcast. And I, I sit in that word sometimes and realize, wow, I had no idea how much I was going to need mm. that word and that anchoring to enter into the season that we're entering into. And again, like, you know, the fruit of the spirit, choosing to um, walk with and align with the fruit of the spirit, love, joy, and peace and patience, as opposed to all the other invitations that we're getting every single day mm. that lead us into, lead us away from life, mm. lead us into death. Um, or, you know, choosing to love people that don't love you back or Mm -hmm. choosing to love even through a time where there really is just so much uh, criticism and so much, um, conflict, conflict, conflict. like conflict, wear masks, don't wear masks, you know, like all of this constant, like pushback on, it seems what anybody says, someone has something to say about it and how that was going to be so so crucial in the time moving forward um yeah but the weird thing is for me is that probably almost around the time of the pandemic maybe like just a little bit into it I've I've felt a bit of a shift even in my own relationship with God like it hasn't been quite as tangible for me like God's definitely still speaking um when I read his word almost every single time he's telling me something about something he's revealing something he's showing me something there is just this beautiful walk of humility and repentance and recognizing my own brokenness and my mm. own weakness as I go through his word. But it is different than the season before. But again, mm. not every season as we walk out our faith feels or looks the same. It doesn't necessarily mean that God isn't with you anymore, even if you can't feel him as tangibly as you did in one season. But for me, it's been a different season. I think also the other thing that's been really interesting in the last, um, you know, six, six months or so is that I literally haven't had one moment alone, mm. like ever, mm-hmm. you know, the whole family's home. My mm-hmm. house is full, right. With just with my family and then their people mm-hmm. coming through <laughs> constantly. It's a busy, busy space. Um, you know, we've been working from home a lot. So there's, there's just, there's not been any, carved out alone time there used to be the drive to work the drive home even working in my office I'd be by myself or you know early mornings in the office or there's Mm. just no space the kids are up working early in the morning six o'clock six thirty like there's people around all the time so Mm -hmm. it's just a really different time beautiful but different Mm -hmm. but um yeah I'm, I'm missing a little bit of those quiet times with the Lord where, you know, you just have that elongated space alone. Mm. I haven't had that in a long time. So anyways, that's just a super general kind of where, where, where I've sensed. But again, I know that there are times and there are seasons and each season looks a little bit different, but I'm amazed at the preparation, um, of a time when God is speaking, but yeah, what's God been speaking to you lately? What's, what are you kind of sensing and feeling in, uh, this crazy time that we're in. I know such a crazy time. And it's an interesting time, like you're saying, because just even the conflict and the tensions we're experiencing 
just feels so amplified because we're not face to face with people. Oh, so true. You know, so what people are, everything seems so much more personal because things are being put out, you know, whether it's on social media, people's feelings or through email or through, it's just not the face to face journeying with people the same. So it definitely feels very interesting, even in ministry to watch things and feel very a little disconnected from people in right. that way because you were so used to walking through and even as people were struggling you're able to kind of see what's happening and be with people but now it's 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 not like that right you know we're kind of watching things unfold and be like wow like i i feel not powerless we we can never control anything but you're not able to be face to face with people so it's kind of things are just happening and all of a sudden it's gone from a to z and you haven't really seen them. You haven't seen them in six months. You mm. haven't seen them in a long time. So it is a very different time. Yeah. But the same time, I think it really is a time where God is showing us where our first love is, where our appetites are, what is the real drivers of our heart. Like, are we personally driven to live the life we've been talking about? when really everything's pretty much stripped away and it right. is something that has to be your own initiative, your own discipline. Right. It really has to be. You can't go now on that momentum of being with people, right? Yeah, yeah. So that's kind of what I'm really sensing, even in the churches, God's doing this. And it's a beautiful thing. It's not a, and I'm saying this not to be an exposing, it's not an exposing time in the sense of to bring shame or condemnation. Mm -hmm. Even someone listening today, this is not a time to say, Mm -hmm. oh, you haven't been reading your Bible and that's showing where you're at. That's not what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But I think it is exposing things in my own heart to Mm -hmm. be like, how much have I relied on perhaps the the momentum or my own gifting or just the excitement of how services are or the joy, which it is. It is so wonderful to be. No, but it's uh, different. It is different that it's now I'm different. like, do I, yeah. do I, God say, do you love me? Do you yeah. really love me? Yeah. And this is how you show me you love me. Despite all this, I know this is part of my yeah. kingdom, part of the joy of being community, but this is really how yeah. God is going deeper in our love and our devotion. Yeah when it's coming from our own driving yeah. heart to have that appetite yeah. of like only God could satisfy. And so mm-hmm. it's exposing those areas in our lives mm-hmm. where maybe I've been complacent, I've been lukewarm, right. undealt sin, right. undealt things with in my life, but also receiving a fresh impartation of rest and mercy, but also hearing God in a different way through his word. Yeah, And um, I mean, I, I love the prophetic way the Lord speaks to me and I'm so grateful for how God has spoken to me and continues through his word. And I've just been feeling so powerfully my spirit through the pandemic that on the outside, God is bringing us to a place of rest, not from um, striving or from busyness, but spiritually, I feel like there's an activation. There's actually a tension happening. Right, right. It's, I may not look as busy on the outside. Right. Um, I don't even know if I'm making sense here, but it's almost like like a call to the spirit, a call in the spirit that's being activated to rise to a whole nother level of urgency. Right. Right. Um, I think what's interesting though, about when life changes so dramatically is that it does reveal what your anchor is. Yeah. Right. Because again, our footing has completely shifted if your footing was on your job, your, uh, even how we used to do church, um, you know, momentum of something else. 
if your footing was on those things and it totally got shifted, even the social uh, restrictions that we're under, or Mm. just Mm -hmm. like you said, we're not face to face in the same way. We're not having as many opportunities to, you know, face to face bounce, you know, our struggles, uh, things we're going through, things we're walking through off each other in the same way. So it's like exposing the foundation. It's exposing Mm. like, what is your life built on? If everything like a job, right? If everything in your life changed and you lost everything in your life, what is the foundation of your life? That's all you're going to have left. Mm. And it's almost like as this sifting has come and all the things that we sort of put our weight on are being shaken underneath us it's revealing where is your footing like what are you standing on that's right right that's right yeah yeah it's so powerful it really is a powerful time yeah it's a preparation time and I I feel like in that shifting Lori like even as you're talking about it, it's definitely coming from a place where God is drawing us very close to his heart and it's quiet like you're saying it's not necessarily where it's a loud space or we feel like you're saying like even what you're sensing, not that we don't feel close to God. It's just not, it's a different. It's like, it's not quite as tangible. Yeah. I don't know. At least for me, I know for other people, maybe it's different, but at least for me, it's not quite as tangible as it's been in other seasons Yeah, for me, you know, there's a little bit more faith required to stand on God's word as truth, to live it out and to walk it out, to read it um, and invite the Holy Spirit to bring revelation continually for my life first personally and then shared with others as the Lord allows but um but yeah it it that foundation is crucial as everything in the world changes and shifts mm, it's so true and i i feel like like you're saying that it's it really is maybe not as tangible but the word of god as we know is always speaking to us but i feel like that one scripture when it talks about um is it isaiah looking for jesus in the world god no job talking about job in the whirlwind like he's trying to hear the voice of god but it's in a really small whisper And I feel like that's what God's doing. He's silencing a lot. He's kind of bringing a stillness to things for us to really hear his heart. But it requires a discipline. It requires like a diving in and a real intentional listening and searching and seeking for it. Right. Because we've lived where it's almost like God's voice has felt so loud and big and exciting. And now it's like, okay, God, and we're having to quiet our spirits to hear it. Right. But he's speaking. And God has promised to speak mysteries too to us and to reveal things to us about our own hearts, but also about the times that we live in. And that's the thing, the scripture, nothing can hold water compared, like nothing can hold to the scripture. If you're, no matter what prophetic dreams you're getting, no matter what your experiences are, if it doesn't align with the word of God, it's not sound. Well, it's not from God. And it's not from God. <laughs> it's, not. it's not from him. And he's showing us, it's like, I will reveal yeah. mysteries of his time, but his word gets illuminated. And so what I'm really sensing, I don't know if you want me to share a little bit about the recent word. I would love that. Yeah, okay. I've been it. in the prophetic sense, as I've stilled myself before the Lord, I've just felt the Lord's been giving me many prophetic words. And I have a prophetic journal that I write a lot of words in that I just felt whether they're for to share or it's personal. And it's been incredible to watch since 2019 till now. It has accelerated the amount of God just speaking words literally through open visions. And when I mean that, I mean, I'll just be spending time with the Lord reading Mm -hmm. my word. And it's like I see like a movie, an instant picture. My eyes are open. 
And I just see almost in my mind this picture reeling, and it's from a scripture that God just brings a picture from. And this is really how it, it works usually for myself with the prophetic. So this was the very beginning of September. I was in Jeremiah and I was in chapter 51 and I got to this one portion of scripture and it was literally like a movie reel just started in my mind and I saw a vivid, vivid picture. It was black as night, a very dark evening and I was standing on a tower and I knew it was like a watchman tower. And as I looked around at the time, I and I shared this with, with our staff, I saw our staff and we were standing on this watchman tower and I just felt in my spirit, the Holy Spirit say, this is the hour of the watchman. And in the distance, I could see that there were these massive fires starting, massive. And there was a bit of like a panic, a real, I shouldn't say a bit, there was a panic of like, what's happening? What do I do? And I, instead of looking at when you're a watchman, you're actually guarding the grounds around. If you look at the, in the olden days, how okay. it, critical watchman towers were yep, yep. to see the enemy yeah, advance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there'd be stations, especially at nighttime. Yes, yes. Stationed at the watchman. Right. Would be stationed at the tower. And I was looking past and I was realizing quickly in my, in my vision that I wasn't watching what was happening right in front of the tower. I wasn't actually listening to what I was supposed to be doing. I was being diverted. My gaze was being diverted. And as well, I knew in my spirit at the same time that there was an ambush happening. And so as I looked down, I could see in the dark that the enemy was trying to scale the wall. So what had happened was all these massive fires were being set to divert my attention from the wall itself. And the enemy was creating an ambush that way and was covering the grounds, covering the grounds, dark, sleek, attacking, but my eyes were diverted. Wow. And I felt like God really say like, stay on guard. Don't wow. stay on guard. Don't respond just out of the urgency of panic. Stay on guard, stay true. And I just, I really feel like in this hour more than ever, there is something about us staying as watchmen on the walls of where God has placed us. And when I can just speak really specific, when I was thinking about the staff, I was thinking about, you know, each of us were placed in different parts of the tower and we have a different perspective. We have a different area that we're watching and we're watching right what's happening right at the tower wall. And that's our job mm -hmm. is to protect right there with mm -hmm. the Holy Spirit. Obviously, mm -hmm. I'm not saying mm -hmm. it's our job, but the mm -hmm. Holy Spirit's yeah, given yeah, yeah. us. But spiritually, the, spiritually. Spiritually, exactly. And so as we each stand in our position, we each have a different perspective, a different area that we're seeing but we're all uniquely tied together and dependent on one another Absolutely. to work together for the greater purpose. Right. And we have to stay stand standing together. And I just really feel my spirit, these words, when it came to chapter 51, it says that in, it's talking is, uh, about Jeremiah. in Jeremiah 51, it's talking about God bringing vengeance against Babylon. And this is when Israel had really been taken over by Babylon. And God is saying, I'm going to vindic vindicate you. And in scripture, when you read Babylon, God uses Babylon as an illustration all through scripture. You'll see Babylon and even into Revelation. And then, and what is, uh, yeah, because you're telling me, yeah, like mm -hmm. what's the significance of that? It's like the spirit of the age when we think of just the way of thinking. Okay, like a worldliness. Worldliness, uh, the pursuit okay. of riches, the pursuit of wealth, okay. the pursuit of humanism, okay. universalism, okay. the worldly way of thinking. Okay. And even in Revelation, we see that God is going to bring that entire kingdom down because he will set up 
his kingdom because it says whoa babylon has fallen it's talking about the actual economical world system the economic world system the way of thinking the humanism is going to crumble and fall right so in this we see babylon um, that has actually taken over israel and god has vindicated and he says in chapter 51 sharpen the arrows lift up the shields and then it goes on to say raise the battle flag against babylon reinforce the guard and station the watchmen and I believe the sharpening of the arrows, and this is how we fight, not against flesh and blood. No, so no, 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 no. I'm talking about this. I'm talking about in the spiritual realm. This is spirit, yeah. Exactly. Like when we see the enemy advancing, the ambush coming, we are to sharpen the arrows because it is the word of God mm-hmm. that defeats the enemy. Mm-hmm. It's the word of God mm-hmm. that has the mm-hmm. power. I think that's really important just to reiterate. It's not oh, people. The no. enemy is not people. Even though sometimes it may look like people or it might feel like people, the enemy will always use people. That's right to try to ambush you. He will always use people to try to um, get you to choose something other than life, other than love, other than the fruit of the spirit. Yes. But you're, we're, we're not to fight people. It's no. not people. It's the enemy using a person to try to get to you, to try to rob you, to try to steal from you, to ultimately to try to destroy your life. So yeah, you're right. It's not like even all of this it's almost all symbolic spiritually. It's not natural. So we're not talking about something that's physical or natural. We're talking very much about something that is spiritual. That's spiritual. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And then it says to lift up the shields. And we talk about when you look in Ephesians, the shield of faith. Yes. That God is asking us to lift up the The shields of of faith, the armor of God. Right. And then raise the battle flag reinforce the guard and Mm -hmm. you know that right now is standing Mm -hmm. out to me so much how the enemy always shows his hand and the amount of division in our culture is so heartbreaking for all of us and we're all walking it out and how that is fleshing out in our lives and we're owning what we need to own and we're allowing God to do a deep restorative work in each of us and a deep humble work but it's not meant to have us divide from one another that humility is for us to reinforce our love for one another. And love is what binds us together. So that reinforcing of the guard is love for one another. And love casts, like God's love is the only yeah. way that can do that. Yeah. But that there's nothing more powerful than yeah. unity. Yeah. Nothing. And so when things are exposed, it's not meant to bring destruction, yeah. but to meant, it's meant to bring restoration yeah. and healing yeah. for two to come together yeah. and to bring unity and to yeah. love each other enough to reinforce that unity together. So powerful because can you imagine if we can show the world how to work through difference? Yeah. Like that, what a testimony that would be. I mean, the scriptures say very plainly that like they'll know that we are followers of Jesus by the love that we have for one another. That's right. So again, when we're not walking in that or operating in that, man, we're doing a disservice to the very witness that, you know, Christ has put in our lives to show what he is all about, to bring people to him. Oh, totally. Lord. And I'm so grateful that God does bring circumstances that are difficult because that is actually where love is truly tested and birthed. It's true. You know, it's easy to love when everyone's getting along or everything is easy, like good, or you you think the same or you love, but when things are really tough, real love gets tested of like, if I really love, I'm willing to work it out. 
And that's actually where love is even the depth of love goes way deeper. Right. When I think of our, even in my marriage with Jay, oh my gosh, like right. through the years, no one is perfect. And it's well, isn't it the conflict, conflict? And, yeah. the, and the intimacy yeah. comes through conflict actually. It does. Through leaning into leaning in. that uncomfortable space. I know for myself, every time that I experience conflict in my marriage, like, you know, that fight for intimacy, true love, true togetherness, like my instinct is to turn my back. Like my yeah. instinct is to go in the opposite direction. Like my, I guess, human protective, whatever that is, right? So right. you have to actually fight against that protective instinct and lean into oh it's so true it's such a representation of the love that christ has for his church you know but he desires and has given us what we need to lean into that discomfort and there is something beautiful on the other side of that there is yeah. and that's actually how you can have depth in relationships when yeah. you're willing to lean because it's not a matter of if it's when yes. conflict arises and either you can stay superficial yes and that's kind of where your relationship yes. will be but if you're willing conflict, to lean in offense that's right brokenness hurt it will happen yeah it will happen yeah because we're broken and we're tr we're doing less and life can be very messy yeah and we all have different filters different experiences yeah. different yeah. Ex everything so yeah. all that to say reinforcing yeah. the guard that has been standing out to me and then it goes on to say and station the watchman station the watchman and so i feel right now and that's about prayer and that is prayer right yeah that's about prayer yeah we can only do the battle in prayer in prayer we can only do the work in prayer it's not that's a right. physical it's not a natural no. it's in prayer it is in prayer what do you think raise the battle flag means well, I think it shows your allegiance. When you raise a battle flag, you're like, we're all in and we're devoted. We're devoted. We Like God says, if you're for me or against me, I think we're like, oh, we're raising that battle flag. Like we're in this, in the right. spiritual fight. Right. Not that we, but we, like we said, we fight not against flesh and blood, but we're in for prayer. We are in to stay on the watchman tower. Right. And to ask the Lord to show us yeah. what is happening in the yeah. spirit. So we don't get baited. And that, that was another word I was feeling like on the watchman on the tower, how easy it is to get baited to come down from the tower to come down and to get into the fight and the vulnerability. And we have no idea what's at the bottom level. And God's like, no, stay where I've asked you to stay, stay huh. on firm then fixed on God, on what he's asked us to do, not fighting against people, not fighting like it's that way, but on the floor, that's on right. The, yeah, on the ground, but with. fighting in the spirit, fighting in the spirit and walking in humility with huh. each other. And it's not because we're above, I'm not saying in that way, but we are actually seeing things from a supernatural perspective. Mm -hmm. So we can actually war in the natural mm -hmm. in a way that's filled with humility mm -hmm. and love, mm -hmm. but really tenacious in prayer. Mm -hmm. So I think the battle flag starts in the spiritual realm mm -hmm. to say enemy, mm -hmm. we see what's happening and we're going to pray into what God is exposing mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. showing us, but we're going to walk it out in love mm -hmm. and grace and truth mm -hmm. because it's a, we want to love people but we want to fight the enemy right. in the spirit. Right. That's right. what it is. We love people, 
but we fight the enemy. Right. That's the tension. The true enemy. The true enemy. <laughs> the true enemy. Yeah. I think uh, Jay had read a quote on Sunday, which I probably won't do ju- justice uh, in, in replying, but basically the quote said something like that. You know, the enemy is literally at work, but we're busy fighting each other. Like the yeah. true enemy <laughs> yeah. is at work and we're not fighting the true enemy, but we're busy fighting one another thinking that that is our enemy, but actually the, while the enemy is actually taking ground, yeah, you know, but I wonder too, like, I, I, I love that idea of like raise the battle flag. And again, I don't know historically cause I, I haven't researched, um, exactly that scripture that you're reading from today, but I, you know, it gives me this idea or this impression that, um, in times of war, that cities would raise a different flag hmm. to maybe let, and anybody know we are in war like this is mm. a time of war mm. and i just wonder if part of that sense that the lord is giving you through that scripture is like a position or a posture mm. to recognize in our spirits and in prayer this is a time of war yes this absolutely. is not a time of peace no nope. this is not nope. a time of just sitting back like it is a time of spiritual war and i think I think we're sensing this. I think we are sensing this all around that the urgency of the day, the um, even just what we're seeing in in the world and in in culture and in the world, um, the tensions we're seeing, like political polarization, like we've I've I've never seen it as strong as it is right now. Like all of those things, like there's this spiritual position. Mm-hmm. I think that that's directing us to take Mm. to say no this is a time of war this is Mm -hmm. a time of spiritual Mm -hmm. war and we're gonna fight Mm -hmm. we're gonna put on our armor Mm -hmm. every day Mm -hmm. and we're gonna stand firm just as the scripture tells us and we're gonna fight for the kingdom that's right for the kingdom of god as we seek the lord as we seek his kingdom because we want to be a part of the saving of the world. Now it's Jesus. He's the savior. He's going to mm-hmm. save the world. He, mm-hmm. it's not us. Mm-hmm. We're never the savior, but we want to be a part of that mission. Mm-hmm. We want to be a part of that mission that not one would perish. Oh, totally. Lore. That not one would perish. But I, I just sense too, like, even as I, as I just let my imagination go a little bit to that battle that's happening on the ground mm. to, you know, whether it is the fires in the distance mm-hmm. that are distracting us or whether it is the ambush that's coming right on the ground floor. I, I just can see or sense like the enemy is out for blood. And what I mean by oh, that is yes. that like he has one ultimate goal and that's destruction. Like first he robs, first he begins to rob life and he begins to rob the things that God has so freely given us. He robs joy. He robs our peace. He robs our patience. He robs our kindness, our ability to be kind to one another. He robs our ability to even exercise forgiveness and grace with one another. He robs all the goodness that God pours out on us in abundance and but he never stops there. So he begins to rob and he never stops there. He wants total domination over Mm. our lives. Mm. So again, when we give him a foothold, when we give him space for offense and for anger and bitterness and hatred and, 
you know, vitriol and malice and slander. And like when we give him room, he wants total and complete domination, which is why I think we've been over and over and sensing, oh my gosh, we need to stay in a spirit of repentance. Like we need to bear fruit in keeping with repentance every day, moment to moment sometimes, because, you know, even in a moment we can be given over to like, what? I can't believe that happened. Oh my goodness. This person said this, this person did this, and we get overtaken by this. No, this is a ploy, a tactic it's from bait. the enemy. It's bait. It's bait. It's bait to come down don't, the hill. Yeah, to come off the tower. It's bait. T- yeah. This is don't. what's happening on the ground. And mm-hmm. it's baiting mm-hmm. us to come down. And Jesus is saying, no, I've given you a provision. I've told you to walk in the way of love. No, I've given you the fruit of my spirit. He's shown us the way. The better way. The better way. The yeah. way that brings life. Mm-hmm. Even in the midst of difficulty, it still brings life. It still bears fruit and brings life. But there is so much bait right now. And I and I believe it. And I f- actually feel such an urgency and so, like such a prayerful urgency to pray that because I, I sense his destruct, like I sense that he actually wants to destroy people, mm. like take their lives, mm-hmm. t- rob their lives. Mm. <laughs> and I'm not trying to be dramatic about it. I, I, I actually, that's his goal. Oh yeah. To, it says Total that to rob, steal, destroy. Destruction. That's like exactly. Absolute spiritual destruction. So yeah. Yeah, I think that's a really, wow, that's a, that's a profound, that's quite a profound word. I know. I think we're just going to keep unpacking it because I feel like this has got so many layers. Yeah. Even us as a staff, as we've been praying through this, as we've been just, even you and I, Laura, talking about it, I feel like this is what is happening, a picture Mm. in the spirit. And I also feel an encouragement for all the churches that are feeling, you know, going through what we are as well and just we're all in this together. Yeah. But if every, if I can even speak to even churches, if each church, because we've been given to a local church, which is our family. Right. And okay. It's a covering. It's, it's a, a covering. covering. That's right. It's a spiritual covering. That's right. Mm. Like we're one big family in Christ, yep. but God has given us like those spiritual coverings. Almost like, a home. It's oh, like it's your house, exactly. right? Yeah. So we each have a tower. We yeah. each have a place. Yeah. And if each of us commit to reinforce the garden, to be watchmen of our towers where God has stationed us, we are all allies together. And how powerful if each of us are reinforcing our guard and stationing our watchmen, that we all have our battle flags up. We're in allegiance together for a purpose. Fighting for the same kingdom. For the same kingdom. And the same king. That's right. The same king on our battle flag is the cross of Christ. And it's only for one king, the only king. And so I feel like an encouragement to the church is to be like, we're never in competition. But to say our prayer is that your tower would be reinforced, that your tower would be reinforced with the watchmen that would stand guard, that you would have the call to stand guard together. Uh, First off, your own hearts of not allowing our hearts to be robbed because like you said, it starts with us. Right. And then it starts with how that works with our families and our local church. It, It comes from that that we would, every church would be reinforced, that every church would have stationed their guard, that their arrows would be sharpened. We would all lift up our, our shields and raise our battle flags and we'll see one another across the field and right. we will fight the true enemy, right? not one another. And so right. that is my prayer. There's only two kingdoms, the kingdom of light and the kingdom of darkness. That's it. 
That's it. There's no neutral. There's no, no neutral space. <laughs> there is no neutral space. None. No. So that is what I'm seeing where God is like, listen, rally, rally together. Reinforce your guard. Each local work. Wow. Reinforce your guard and see one another. See the towers across that you are. It's almost like you see each other's flags yeah, and you're like, yeah, we're, yeah, in yeah. we're together. together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're all, in this together. We're in this together all a part of the same kingdom yeah yeah but boy we're gonna take those arrows yeah and we're gonna fire them at the right enemy right the right. spiritual darkness right. and we're gonna take that through prayer right and we're right. gonna but we're gonna walk in a posture right. of humility so yeah. i love that lord wow okay so let's make this a bit practical mm-hmm. so that's that's kind of a big word and it can actually feel a bit overwhelming no no it, yeah, can. it can feel a bit it's overwhelming because like how am i supposed to do that how yeah. am i supposed to walk this out sometimes i think in our own humanness we take on more than actually what god is asking us to take on right because we see we see the brokenness of the world and it's a weight on our shoulders in fact i think people are overcome with depression and anxiety about the way they're seeing absolutely about what's happening in the world Mm -hmm. what's happening with their friends with people they love what's you know, just this like vitriol and fighting or just even pandemic. Everything. <laughs> every The news every day. Like I put the radio on and I'm like, oh my gosh, <laughs> we're not talking. We haven't talked about anything yeah. in the news except pandemic and politics, you know, yeah. for every, We just need good news too. Every no, day. I know. Every day. No, every day day yeah, you know yeah, it's, yeah. it's fine it, it, it it's what it's, it is what's going on in the world but you know what i'm saying like i think people are feeling just the weight and just so burdened with yeah, all of that yeah. what do we do like jesus said my yoke is easy my burden is light so we hear a word like this and we want to receive it in our spirits and we want to say yes lord yes lord i i want to i want to walk in this what what do we do what do we do well, I think exactly what the scripture is. So that's a really good thing to bring up because there is a practical application. Sharpen your arrow, get in your word, you know, so read your Bible read every day, your Bible every day, maybe even twice a day, maybe even, tw- even maybe more, maybe but, three <laughs> and ask the Holy spirit, eat your, eat, be strong. Yeah. Eat your spiritual food. Yes. This is your bread. This yes. is your food. So feed your spirit. Yes. And ask feed the Holy spirit. spirit to show you truth. Because we can even read the word with uh, tinted glasses and looking for what we want to see in the word. Wow. Ask the Holy Spirit to show you truth. Wow. And bring your heart to be submitted to truth. Because he's going to speak to you about you first. Totally. First. Absolutely. He's going to talk to you about you. Yeah. You're going to be watchman of your own wall. That's, that's where he goes first. It's never just what I have to do out here. He starts by saying, I'm going to help you to be watchmen. And I love how it goes in John. This is one of my favorite things is that Jesus says, I haven't left you as an orphan. I'm going to send you the Holy Spirit. That was his promise before he died, that he wouldn't leave us as orphans. He has given us the spirit of truth. That's one of the titles of the Holy Spirit, the spirit of truth. Mm-hmm. So ask the Holy Spirit to illuminate truth for you to be, to be able to watch over your heart. Because from the heart, yeah. life flows. Right. It starts with the heart. So right. that's number one. Yeah. The shield of faith. We can look at the world and be so discouraged, but look through the word, the, the world, and say, okay, God, give me the eyes to see. Yeah, the shield of faith is to see what is not as though it is. That's right. So you actually have to 
ask the Lord for help, but you actually have to discipline yourself to look and see what God's promising Mm -hmm. to bring even before it happens. Mm -hmm. And then stand on that. And stand on it. Stand on that. Not, Not in denial, not pretending that what the world is is not you don't have to do that Mm -hmm. it you can actually see the reality and you can also see at the same time the promise and the provision of god future that's right that he is making all things new it's the promise it's the promise that we have to come but we have to discipline our eyes to focus on that to fixate on that to grab hold of that and to find hope in that that's right Right in the midst of the reality of the fires burning far and the ambush that's happening right at the foot. For sure. That's the reality. But the promise is victory. The promise is liberation. The promise is complete new a new world. A complete We new know way. how it ends. We know how this story right. ends. It's right. complete victory. Complete victory. Complete restoration. Yeah. Complete. Yeah. And so that's exactly, Lord, holding on to those promises yeah. and speaking that into speaking the world that. we live in. And raising the battle flag is realizing we fight not against flesh and blood. Right. That's the battle flag. We're not putting, we're not dying on the hill of fighting one another. Right. We see things through the eyes of we have a real enemy. Right. That is not the person in front of me. It's right. a spirit of the age. It's it's the devil. Yeah. That's where his yeah. spiritual yeah. work yeah. is to destroy like you yeah. were talking about so everything we see is through that lens of we're raising a battle flag raising to say i see that i'm on the I, i'm fighting in the spirit right and i'm with god and it's his battle right that is i'm not the fighting this like the lord it's the battles the lord's and then the last part of it is reinforce the guard we need to make a commitment with one another to say i am going to walk in unity right as hard as it may be and i will take i need to be able to look at myself take ownership, take responsibility, but to always have the chair of reconciliation available, like to sit in that chair facing the person. And that is reinforcing the guard. God has asked us to walk in unity. He commands a blessing over unity and the world will know us by our love. And that is reinforcing the guard, is loving one another. And we gotta be stationed, stand firm in faith, stand firm. Don't be, like you said, our footing feels like everything's shifting. Mm -hmm. Just stand firm. Mm -hmm. Just stand firm. Mm -hmm. Stay rooted. Stay established. Stay accountable. Mm -hmm. Stay in community. Stay in community. Right. What that looks like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You may be coming to church. Be able to come. That's amazing. You may be watching online. Meeting someone socially distanced for a coffee. Yeah. Telephone call. Stay in community. Stay with your watchman. Stay with your watchman. We need each other because yeah. And and again, in order to be a watchman on the wall, you need to have a wall, right? Mm. First, it Mm -hmm. is the wall of our hearts, but the second is the power of being a part of a wall with other people, which is like in this analogy, is the umbrella, the covering of your church family. Yes, which is a beautiful thing. You know, I have a friends who are missionaries in uh uh like overseas and they um you know as they as they left and came back they said you have no idea until you leave the covering how powerful and beautiful it Mm. is to be under the covering of a church and a pastor and just to submit yourself to that, like they said, I didn't realize until we left what that brought, the protection it brought mm. to our life, the safety, the, 
the family, mm. the connectedness. Wow. Like, you know, and, and again, it is something we take for granted because we've never not had it, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. this season it's been threatened. Yes. Like it's yes. been threatened, mm-hmm. you know? And so again, I think for the first time we're realizing, oh, this may not, you know, this may not always be just as easy as it is right now. But we want to be watchmen together, on a wall together, arm in arm. Arm in arm. Watching, but but protecting the wall together and standing up in prayer. But I love that. That's so, so good. It's so true, though. The battle is the Lord, so we don't have to get overwhelmed Mm -hmm. with the battle. It's not ours. It's not the weight's not on our shoulders to fix it. Mm -hmm. We Mm -hmm. have to just pray and believe that God is going to do what he said he will do in the time he said he will do it. That's right. And we wait. Laura, because you know what's so funny? It goes on to say, for the Lord will fulfill all his plans. Yeah. That's the finishing. That's yeah. in chapter 51 yeah. of Jeremiah. Wow. Exactly. Where there is, God has promises and provisions wow. attacked, attached to every problem, every circumstance. There's a promise and a provision. Yeah. And that is where God is leading his church to. So we're watchmen on the wall and we're going to just stay firm, rooted and established in him. And uh, yeah, it's an exciting time. Yeah, that is. That's really, really beautiful. That's really beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. Oh my goodness. I love that. I love that. Well, for you guys who are listening today, we we do, we, we just encourage you to remember where your battle is, who your enemy, who your true enemy is. Don't get caught up in the ambush on the ground. Don't get caught up in all of the battle of like people and this and that. Walk in the way of love. Walk in the fruit of the spirit. It is your provision. It is your hope. It is your peace in this time, in the midst of difficulty or conflict or whatever is going on in your life. But recognize your enemy. Recognize who your enemy is. And it's not people. Mm -hmm. It really is it really is the, the, the Lord of darkness. Mm -hmm. It is Satan that wants to ultimately steal the good that God has for you and ultimately destroy you. So don't partner. (laughs) Don't take the bait. That's right. Don't Don't take take the the bait bait and pray and pray. And we join our hearts with Mm -hmm. you Mm -hmm. and pray, Mm -hmm. pray for our brothers and sisters, pray for the world, pray for, you know, what it is that God has for us in the season ahead. Pray that we would get to see it. But even if we don't, we stay faithful and our, our feet firmly fixed on the rock that is Jesus Christ and the word of God Mm. as our anchor and as our plumb line. So good. So thank you for joining us today. And today I want you to remember that you are crowned as a daughter of the King. And God has complete confidence in you. So walk in the fullness of all he's given you. We hope you enjoyed the podcast today. It would mean the world to us if you would subscribe and leave a review. You can follow us on Instagram at Awakening Moments Podcast, and you will find Lori and I at Lori Eitz Boucher and Rhonda.Corto. We'd love to connect with you.